Hi, my name is Tecla Francesco, and I'm trying to spread the word about how practicing the law of attraction can significantly improve your physical and mental health. Join me and like-minded friends to learn more about gratitude and how to manifest health and wellness beyond your wildest dreams. Get ready to transform your life as I share my journey about harnessing the power of the law of attraction to achieve abundance. From overcoming chronic pain to eliminating daily anxiety to treating a mental illness, I've experienced so much and I can't wait to share my proven principles and techniques with you. My goal is for you to leave our weekly episodes with easy and actionable steps to implement effortlessly into your day-to-day life so you can reach your own personal health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome back to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'd like to start every episode with something I'm grateful for in my life. This week, I am so thankful for something I came across scrolling on Instagram or maybe Pinterest. I'm not sure who to credit this to, but when I saw it, something clicked for me in a really, really big way. I think still being in the midst of a breakup, there are hard days and moments where I'm thinking about the what-ifs, which I know is pretty normal at this stage, being only a few weeks out. Anyway, I came across this visual of someone holding onto a rope, and that person's hand is really red and swollen and blistered and looks so painful. It looks like they're holding on for dear life. The next image is the person letting go of that rope, and their hand is healing, it looks much less red, but still not normal. And the final image is the rope falling and the hand fully healed. These images are accompanied by text that says, sometimes holding on does more damage than letting go. Ugh, friends, that hit home for me. I've never seen someone visualize the concept of letting go in that way before. And for me, obviously I thought about my recent relationship, but I think the message is more broadly applicable. I'm sad I didn't see it before releasing the episode on forcing outcomes because I think it could have tied in so nicely there, but I guess it wasn't the right time. Regardless, I wanted to share it with you because I'm sure it resonates with someone listening today, and I hope it helps you too. I was second-guessing speaking to that, but I think it aligns well with what we're talking about today, which is authenticity and vulnerability. The truth is that recovering emotionally for me at this time is a roller coaster. Some days I'm feeling great, and other days I'm feeling super shitty and sad. And while I want to show up every episode with energy and vibrancy and happiness, the truth is, today that's not really my current state, so I'm not going to fake it. And on that note, let's get to talking more about authenticity and specifically how to show up and be courageous in your life, how to be brave, if you will. There have been so many times on the podcast that I've talked about the importance of being yourself, the importance of being authentic. When we talked about living in alignment with your values, I said, authenticity will bring you more joy than anything else in the world. The more authentic you are, the higher your vibration. And when we talked about how to be okay with not being okay, I said, when you are true to yourself, you're living in alignment and being vulnerable. 
And then I was reflecting this week and I thought to myself, well, that's great for those of us who know how to show up as our true selves. But what about those that are struggling with what that means and how to do that? And so today we're going to talk about that in depth because it is so important for someone who wants to live a happy, joyful, and abundant life. You can curate your environment, prioritize things that are in alignment with your values, and practice gratitude every single day. But if you're hiding parts of yourself, then the progress you make will be limited. In the past, I've said, be bold, be courageous, and be brave. But what I've come to learn, and what we haven't talked about yet, is the counterpart to courage and bravery. That's vulnerability. It is scientifically proven that you can measure how brave you are by measuring how vulnerable you're willing to be. I came across a definition of vulnerability this week, and I loved it, and I wanted to share it with you. It's from Brene Brown. We're going to be talking about her a lot today because her Netflix special, The Call to Courage, inspired today's episode. Brene Brown is a researcher, professor, author, and motivational speaker who has spent over a decade studying courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy. She has several books on her work and experience over time and has become an expert in the space. She says, vulnerability is having the courage to show up when you cannot control the outcome. And for me, when I heard that, I immediately thought, That is the root of authenticity, showing up when you don't know how someone is going to react, putting yourself out there when you don't know if society is going to accept you or reject you, signing up for social media knowing you're going to be praised, canceled, or considered irrelevant, speaking your truth when you're so comfortable that you don't want to do anything to rock the boat. Revealing a part of yourself to a loved one knowing they could leave you. Setting a boundary with a family member for the benefit of your own health and wellness. Those things I just mentioned all have the three dimensions of vulnerability, according to Brene. Uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. When you're being authentic, you're doing all of those things despite the risk despite the exposure, and despite the uncertainty. It's not that we don't care about the reaction. We do. We just know that the showing up part matters more. That's the part that allows us to be our true selves, and that's the part that allows us to be authentic. I think this first step, showing up for yourself, starts with acknowledgement of who you are without judgment. If I asked you to write down your deepest, darkest secrets, would you do it? And I'm not talking about things like, I stole something from the department store when I was 12. That's not it, friends. I'm talking about the things that you hold closest to your chest and have never, ever told anyone else in your life. Things like, I'm surrounded by friends, but I feel so alone. Things like, I've worked as an investment banker for over a decade and I fucking hate my job. It makes me so unhappy. Things like, I'm married with a family, but I know he, she, they isn't my soulmate. Most of you are probably thinking, fuck no. Why on earth would I do that? What if I said, write them all down and I guarantee 
nobody will ever see it. In fact, you can immediately burn the list after you write it. Would you do it then? What's your initial gut reaction? You see, when I asked myself this, something inside of me still said no. And I thought that was so interesting. Why not? Nobody's going to ever see it. Why are we so afraid to reveal who we truly are to ourselves? I think it has to do with shame. We're ashamed of those parts of ourselves. Well, friends, I challenged myself to write that list this week. And it was fucking hard. It was so hard. I sat down at a cafe, which was the absolute wrong choice. Do not do that. I had so many emotions come up and I really didn't want to be in public, but I persevered and wrote that list. A couple of things surprised me afterwards. The first thing that surprised me was that that list wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. After an hour of sitting there thinking and reflecting, there was only a handful of things on the list. And the second thing was that I literally felt like a new person afterwards. I felt like a giant weight had been lifted off my shoulders that I've been carrying around for decades. That shocked me, really. I wasn't expecting to have such an immediate physical relief. And that's when I realized that these things we hold inside us, so close to our chest, build and gain so much power over us internally over time. Because we're scared. But what are we scared of? Why do these things have so much power over us? I want to be clear. I'm not talking about acceptance of these things. I'm talking about just acknowledging them and writing them down on a piece of paper. Just getting them off your chest. And I don't know the answer, friends. I don't know what we're scared of exactly. Maybe it's realization. Maybe it's actualization. When it's inside, it's not really real. I don't know what it is. But what I do know is how freeing it felt, just getting those things out. I really underestimated how much of an impact this exercise would have on me, and maybe the next step is neutralizing my feelings around those things I wrote without judgment. And when I say that, I mean getting to a point where I can just read those things and have a perspective where I don't consider it good or bad. It is just what it is. I'm not sure what the right next step is for me, but I do know that I made more progress towards showing up as my complete, authentic self. And that part feels good. What I also learned from Brene is that being vulnerable is not only showing up with courage. It's allowing ourselves to feel joy. Brene teaches that joy is the most vulnerable of all the human emotions because we're so afraid to feel it. We're scared because sometimes we feel like it's too good to be true and something bad is just waiting around the corner to strip us of that feeling. But remember, raising our vibration and aligning our overall state of being with joy is our collective goal. We want that for ourselves, and of course we want that for the people around us. Everyone around us, actually. We can't be scared of joy. We have to get ourselves to a place where we feel comfortable in a state of joy. And guess what, friends? I've got some good news, because Brene talks about a research study where the participants who had the ability to lean fully into joy only had one other thing in common. 
Across all the other research variables tested, the only other thing they shared is something we talk about every single episode. It was gratitude. That's the one thing we know how to do. We know how to practice gratitude. We talk about it so much, and we have done so much work to develop that skill. If you've been listening from the start, you're becoming an expert now. We've been doing this for 24 weeks. That's six months today. After practicing gratitude for some time, you get to a place where it's not just speaking what you're grateful for or writing it down every morning. Eventually, it becomes a feeling. You start to actually feel it in your body. It could be a tingling sensation in your chest around your heart space. It might be tears coming to your eyes or a state of being completely, totally relaxed and at peace. It might present differently for each of us, but my point is, it becomes a feeling. And this feeling doesn't just appear when you sit down and intentionally dedicate time to gratitude. It starts to appear more often when you're walking down the street on the way to work or sitting at dinner with your family. And like I said, this takes practice. It took me a few years to even get to this point. It's definitely achievable, though, and for some, it might come more quickly, and for others, it will take time. The more and more you practice gratitude, the easier it will be to let go of the outcome. For me, I'm learning to get good at this through trust and knowing that the outcome is being orchestrated by the universe and it's not up to chance and it's not random. I'm not sitting in a driverless car. There's a guiding force that's moving the car and it's all part of the master plan. That said, fully and completely leaning into joy without hesitation is something I'm not a master at yet. I think I admitted last week that with my upcoming travel to Europe, I was initially hesitant about all the synchronicities and events working in my favor. And when we feel that way, we have to keep challenging ourselves. We have to keep leaning in until we don't feel that hesitation anymore. Each time that feeling comes up, I come back to two affirmations in particular that have become kind of mantras at this point. I immediately say, the universe is conspiring in my favor, and then everything always works out for me in the best way possible. It's a quick reminder to relax, reset, and just have faith. So what do I want you to work on this week? You know it already, I think, I hope, I want you to write that list if you can. If that's the only thing you ever do after listening to one of these episodes, I'd be thrilled. And just know when you're about to unravel your deepest, darkest truths, the emotions get flowing and the ego is going to go, no, 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 hard pause. Your ego is going to throw a million distractions in your face to try and get you to avoid doing it. It's going to tell you to do the laundry, run errands, clean out your sock drawer. It'll come up with so many ways to try and get you out of it. But don't overthink it. Just sit down with a piece of paper. It doesn't need to look nice. You don't need to get out your best stationery for this. Because remember, we're destroying that list anyway, and nobody will ever know, read it, or see it. Find a quiet place at home. Lesson learned from me. Don't do it in a public place. Find somewhere where you will not be disturbed. Lock the door. You don't want someone walking in while you're in your most vulnerable state. 
and just fucking write it. Just write it. Get it out and off your chest. You don't even have to reread it if you don't want to. And once you've done it, destroy that little piece of paper by any means necessary. Burn it, shred it, flush it down the toilet, rip it up into tiny little pieces and bury it in the backyard. Whatever feels good to you. And then take a minute for yourself. Don't immediately get out your phone and start scrolling. Don't turn on Netflix. Don't go and rejoin your partner or your family. Give yourself at least 5 to 10 minutes to just decompress. Lots of emotion might come up and you might feel overwhelmed. So try and sit with it for as long as possible. And just keep breathing. Deep breaths. And if you need to, have a support person on standby or schedule an appointment with a professional. Be safe and careful with this exercise, friends. It will be confronting and that's okay. Once it's out there and you just acknowledge it, you're going to feel so much better. The power it has over you will be substantially reduced and you're going to feel light as a fucking feather. For the next few days after you do this, just give yourself some grace. You might get moody or angry or irrational and that's okay. Give yourself space to release what's coming up. Remember, what's coming is going. That emotion is getting released and leaving, so it's important to just let it be and process those feelings. And then hit yourself with some praise. You're willing to be so vulnerable, and that's a huge step forward. We talked about a lot today, so I'm going to summarize your five key takeaways. The first one, to step into your most authentic version of yourself, you need to be vulnerable. Number two. Vulnerability is the courage to show up when you don't have control over the outcome. Number three, when you're vulnerable, there are elements of uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. Number four, we learned that joy is the most vulnerable of all human emotions. And number five, those that have the ability to completely lean into joy have one thing in common. They practice gratitude. If you want to learn more about vulnerability or shame or empathy, check out Brene Brown's work. I've linked the Netflix special and her personal website in the show notes for you. All her books are listed on that site, so you can dive into those if you want to. Okay, friends, before you leave me today, I need you. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you find this podcast valuable. It only takes a couple of moments and it helps me to increase awareness so much and that allows me to keep delivering valuable content to you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can scroll down to the bottom of the podcast show page, past all of the posted episodes, and you'll see that option right at the bottom. On Spotify, the rating is actually at the top of the podcast show page under the description. There is no review option there, but a five-star rating goes a really long way. And in case you haven't joined us on social yet, I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Heal Yourself with L-O-A. That's Heal Yourself with L-O-A. L-O-A as in Law of Attraction. I'm putting out additional content and life updates on there, so give me a follow if you want to see more. That's all for today. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.